This morning. Welcome to all of you. Welcome to our Savior's Lutheran Church on this seventh Sunday after Pentecost. However, you have found us this morning via our YouTube channel or our OSL podcast or our radio broadcast. We are delighted that you are joining us this morning for worship. Today, we have the special privilege of welcoming Dale Freeberg who will share God's word with us, and we will hear again a little later um, from Barb Lindbergh, who will be sharing some special music with us during our communion time. In preparation for worship this morning, I invite you to light a candle and to gather some bread and some wine or juice so that you may celebrate Holy Communion. And I remind you that you can find a copy of our bulletin on our online worship page on our website if you wish to follow and sing along. We begin worship now with God's word of confession, with the word of confession and God's word of love and grace for us. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, whose steadfast love is everlasting, whose faithfulness endures from generation to generation. Amen. Trusting in the mercy of God, we join together in a prayer of confession. Let us pray. Reconciling God, we confess that we do not trust your abundance and we deny your presence in our lives. We place our hope in ourselves and rely on our own efforts. We fail to believe that you provide enough for all. We abuse your good creation for our own benefit. We fear difference and do not welcome others as you have welcomed us. We sin in thought, word, and deed. By your grace, forgive us. Through your love, renew us. And in your spirit, lead us, so that we may live and serve you in newness of life. Amen. Beloved of God, by the radical abundance of divine mercy, we have peace with God through Christ Jesus, through whom we have obtained grace upon grace, and our sins are forgiven. 
Let us live now in hope, for hope does not disappoint, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Amen. We sing together our gathering hymn, Sing to the Lord of Harvest, number 694. together our hymn of praise. Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. 
Our first reading this morning is from the book of Psalms, Psalm 86, and we sing together responsively by whole verse. Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart to revere your name. I will thank you, O Lord, my God, with all my heart, and glorify your name forevermore. For great is your love toward me, have delivered me from the pit of death. The arrogant rise up against me, O God, and a band of violent people seeks my life. They have not set you before their eyes. But you, O Lord, are gracious and full of compassion, slow to to me and have mercy on me. Give your servant justice, your servant, and save the child of your handmaid. Show me a sign of your favor so that those who hate me may see it and be put to shame. Because you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. Word of God, word of life. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. We sing together our gospel acclamation. Gospel according to Matthew, the 13th chapter. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus put before the crowds another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and, went, and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered them, An enemy has done this. And the slaves said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No. For in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left his, the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples approached him saying, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man, the field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Let everyone with ears listen. The Gospel of the Lord. Back in the fall of 1966, I left behind the cozy, safe, one-classroom, one-teacher world of kindergarten through sixth grade and moved over to the other side of the school where the big kids learned. 
There we went from locker to classroom to classroom to gymnasium to cafeteria to classroom to locker with uh, somewhat less than military precision. There, Mr. Essenson ruled with an iron fist. There we got to go to classes that didn't even exist in elementary school, like shot class and ag class. And as a good farm boy, you know I went off to ag class. FFA member lives here. This was at the end of our driveway for some years. Me doing FFA. It's there in egg class with Mr. Hoshek that I first was called upon to ponder the question, what is a weed? Well, we were all good farm kids. We knew what a weed was. And we talked about cockaburs and Canadian thistle and mustard and all those things that we spent so much time getting rid of. And he said, what about corn? What about potatoes or sugar beets or soybeans? No, Mr. Hoshek, those aren't weeds. Those are the plants we want. Oh, sometimes they can be weeds, he said. A weed isn't a list of all plants that they're, they're always weeds. And the crops we grow aren't always crops. Sometimes they are weeds too, because a, a weed is any plant that's growing where you don't want it to grow. You got potatoes growing out in the sugar beets? It's a weed. A beautiful apple tree? Orchards would be proud to have them, but if they start shooting up out in the sweet corn, farmers are going to get rid of them. If you're walking through a soybean field and you happen upon some corn, it's a weed. Imagine that. We pull corn because it's a weed. We grab our hoe and we whack at it. We kill it because we don't want it there. They're taking resources of moisture and minerals. They can block the sunlight and steal that energy. Their grains can end up in the grain bin with the grains we wanted there and ruin that bin. We know what to do with weeds. The kingdom of heaven is like a field full of plants, good ones, and some you don't want there, the weeds. Well, Jesus, even in the seventh grade, we didn't know what to do about that. The way to protect the good plants is to get rid of the weeds. So when the hired men come to Jesus and they say to him, you want us to get a crew together and go out and have a good old-fashioned weeding fest? We'll do it. We'll get rid of them. We'll pull them. We'll burn them. We don't want those weeds growing here among us. We know it. Why won't let Jesus let them get rid of them? Why does Jesus stop them? Why does he stop us? Well, first, you know, ultimately this isn't about plants, but it's about people. And this isn't our group of people. This is the kingdom of heaven. We didn't create it. We didn't invent it. It's not our planting. It's God's. That means, also, it's not ours to manage in a way that seems most comfortable or most safe to us. We're here together through Jesus' cross and resurrection. Not because we made it happen. Okay, yeah, Jesus, we get it. We're not in charge. But still, why not get rid of the weeds? Well, the first thing he says is if you start grabbing weeds, if you start swinging the hoe, you probably get a weed or two, but you also get some that didn't deserve the weeding. There'll be collateral damage. Other good plants are going to be victims of us swinging our hoes, and our poisons. Another obvious and inevitable problem when we get all excited about weeding is that we simply get it wrong. Maybe. I just don't like you, or I don't like something you said, or something you did, or something I think you think, or how you look, or in some way I've determined that you seem to be a threat to me. 
whether you are or not, who knows? But I've determined in, inside of me that you are. You're a weed. So I'm going to take a hoe after you. Really? An example of this happening in our world. You know the name Colin Kaepernick? Know that name? He took a stand, or in his case a knee, to draw attention to racial injustice, police brutality, systemic oppression of minorities, stuff that should be dealt with. Stuff that is a problem. But other people looked at him and said, he's the problem. He's the one who's dangerous. He's the one who's saying things we don't want to hear. He's the weed. And they went after him. They whacked him down pretty good. He and a lot of other good people have been mistakenly identified as weeds by frightened people. Another problem with being weeders. If the community of Christ determines that its, its proper function is to be weeders, that we are going to get rid of everyone who doesn't belong here, we will inevitably end up ourselves on this end of the hole. Someone's going to come after us, too. Because there are times, there are moments, when we are completely worthy of being weeded. So whether they get it right, and we are weeds at that moment, yeah, or they get it wrong and we're not, if we decide that's what the community is going to do, we're, we're going to be out. <laughs> in fact, in the end, there won't be anyone left. Now, in his explanation of the story, Jesus gives us the most basic reason why we aren't walking around in our community, each one with a hoe and a flamethrower. He says, it's not your job. We're going to leave it for the end. For now, you let him go. You let him be. For now, they live together. It's not your job. Hmm. So it's not our job to make this kingdom into some sort of a pure community that meets whatever weedless definition we come up with. Out of curiosity, what sort of weedless definitions have we come up with through the centuries? Every group or division you can make about humanity in any way has been a weed at one time or another by someone's definition. Divide by skin color, you know it. Eye color, uh-huh. Hair color, or the length of hair, even with no, a COVID haircut. How about language? How about gender? How about nationality, sexual orientation? How about musical preferences, dietary, uh, uh, dietary habits? How about baptismal procedures? How about little theological niceties? A weed. A weed. Get rid of them. Absolutely. Get them out of there. Our group here is all the same and we belong and they're different. Get rid of them. What are they doing here in the first place? They're dangerous, we think. What should we do about them? If not by weeding, Jesus, what should we do with weeds? Oh, in the middle of this? The phone. It's a doorbell, okay. Yeah, hey. It's so uh, good to Josh. see you again. Uh, it's Jethro. It's Jethro. I'm preparing it. Hey, Jethro, I am teaching Matthew. Have a seat. And I heard you were thinking about that gospel too. Well, good to see you well, too. I saw something today that you might find interesting. Yep. Yeah. I, uh,. You're working in uh, chapter 13, right? Okay, so far? Yeah. Okay. Well, here's what I have. It's the, about the Greek verb, aphiemi. Aphiemi. 
It's a verb that happens about 40 times, three more or so in Matthew. And, and you're working in chapter 13, and up to that point, it happens 22 times. Yeah. It's often translated with things like let go, uh, or leave them, or let them be. You know, let it be, like, like the Beatles song. Yeah. I hear yeah. it in Matthew when Jesus uh, tells them to leave their nets, to let them go, leave their nets, when they, when they left their okay. boats behind. Yeah. Or, or allow, permit, let the children come to me. Or the fever left her. Or let them take your coat as well. Uh, allow them to take your coat as well. Those sorts of ideas. Always that idea of letting go of something, of not holding on to something. 11 of those 22 times so far in Matthew up to your chapter 13, that's how it's translated in English. I was surprised though, that makes sense, by how the other 11 so far in Matthew are translated in English. See, let go, leave, permit, 11 times. I left it blank there. Uh, Do you happen no, to know I, what verb is used there? Those other 11 times? Forgive. It's the same verb in Greek. Allow, let go, Ooh. permit, let it be. Oh, forgive. Anyway, I, I thought you'd find that interesting. Give it some thought. Okay. I'll leave well, those with you. And well, that I'm stopping in. So, my boy. All the prof. That's uh, Professor Jethro Schneiderfielder. Good friend of mine. That's that's really interesting to think about. How do we deal with those among us we might think are weeds? It's the same word here. You, we, we let them be. We, we allow them place. We deal with them with forgiveness. You know, that makes some sense. Because in this way, we're dealing with our alleged weeds as is proper for the kingdom of heaven. With kingdom tools with forgiveness. In this way, we're not picking up the tools of death, <laughs> which this is, to defend life. In this way, we hold to the cross and not the sword. And in this way, as people of the kingdom, we are protected from having to utter that absurd question have we killed everyone who was against peace yet? Or have we beaten all those who are, want to use violence yet? Have we excluded all those who are against inclusion and tolerance yet? All these weedy people are here through God's love poured out in the cross and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah, you and I and they were all equally unfit Unfit. We all have our moments when we're clearly stinging nettles and raspberry bushes. We and they in this field, in this community, we're here because of God's loving will that all creation should share in God's life and presence. So when we look at others, when we eagerly pick up a hoe instead of a cross, when we cut out weeds from whatever list our fear-filled hearts can produce, we ourselves are becoming the weeds. When we build our walls of fear around our like-minded little group and exclude the other, we again find ourselves deep in the weeds. When we operate out of fear and division and hate and judgment, we picked up the tools of death and not the tools of the kingdom, the kingdom we pretend to defend. When we're willing to sacrifice the other for the sake of our own survival, at that moment the cross is nowhere in sight among us.
Ooh. With the right tools, tools not born of fear and hate, we leave who is in and who is out to God in that last day. Here and now, we include, we serve, we love, we forgive. Here and now, we take up a cross and the water and the word and the bread and the wine. Here and now we take up the water and the towel as servants to one another. Those are proper tools. Here and now we forgive and we follow knowing that we're surrounded by other weedy folks in a field created by God's grace, a field where we are all to be gathered and fed and watered and tended and nurtured at the foot of the cross. Our worship continues as we sing our hymn of the day, Come Ye Thankful People, Come. Number of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, 
creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Confident of your care and helped by the Holy Spirit, we pray for the Church, the world, and all who are in need. God of the harvest, you sow the good seed of the gospel of Jesus Christ into your field. Help your church throughout the world to be both diligent and patient, full of resolve and gentleness, that our witness may be faithful to your intentions. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. God of all space and time, your whole creation groans in labor pains, awaiting the gift of new birth. Renew the earth, sky, and sea, so that all your creation experiences freedom from the bondage of decay. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of the nations, teach us your ways that we may walk in your truth. As we face a global pandemic, encourage us to set aside our differences and grievances and help us to work together to protect the health of the whole human family. Guide us by your mercy, grace, and steadfast love. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our prayer. prayer. God of hope, you accompany those who suffer and are near to the brokenhearted. Ease the burden of your children who are lonely and feel trapped by despair, especially those who live in assisted living and care facilities during this time of COVID-19. Soothe the wounds and worries of all who suffer in any way, especially Jen Robertson, Christy Hughesby Alambo, Alice Kennedy, Lucille Whittier, Carolyn Barnhart, Steve Knudsen, and Marilyn Lee. Comfort all who grieve, especially Julie Bloom at the death of her brother Al, Jane Barr at the death of her sister Linda, and the Freeburg family at the death of Dale's mother Phyllis. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. God of the seasons, in the midst of summer, you provide new opportunities for refreshment and renewal. We pray especially for the well-being of those who travel from this congregation to Christicon for a backpacking trip. Bless their journey with your presence, rejuvenate their spirits, and lead them back home safely. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our prayer. prayer. God of joy, you have created us to live in relationship with each other and to share life together. We pray for Joshua Vick, son of Denise and Jeff Vick, and his fiancée, Jackie Barr, as they prepare to get married this upcoming weekend. May the love and joy they find in each other continue to grow. We pray also, O oh Lord, for your healing presence to surround and sustain Jackie's father, Craig, as he faces serious health concerns. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of life, those who have died in you shine like the sun in your endless kingdom. We remember with, the, with thanksgiving the saints of all times and places and saints close to us. Gather us with them on the day of salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our prayer. In the certain hope that nothing can separate us from your love, we offer these prayers to you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. 
I invite you to share a sign of peace with one another. We send our greetings of peace to you as we greet one another here. Peace. Our worship continues this morning with an invitation to share your gifts of time and talent and financial resources. We give you thanks for the ways in which you have supported this community and those in need. And we are especially thankful for the ways in which you have supported this community of faith and the work and ongoing ministry of our Savior's Lutheran Church. You are invited to send your offering to the church office or to use our online giving option on our website at oslme.com. We sing now together our offertory, Let the Vineyards Be Fruitful. Jesus Christ, our strength and our song. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus has taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. I invite you now, as you are able, with those that you are gathered with, or to uh, receive communion yourself, to celebrate communion and to receive it yourself. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. The body of Christ given for you, and the blood of Christ shed for you. As you share these gifts with one another, we hear a gift of special music from Barb Lindbergh. She will be singing You'll never walk alone.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. God of welcome and grace, in this meal we have feasted on your goodness and have been united by your presence among us. Empower us to go forth sustained by these gifts so that we may share your passionate, fierce, and neighborly love with all through Jesus Christ, the giver of abundant life. Amen. Amen. And now, as you enter into the rest of this Sabbath day, hear these words of promise and blessing. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. God, the Creator, Jesus, the Christ, and the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, bless you and keep you in eternal love. Amen. I want to share with you now just a couple of announcements. The continued invitation to join me on Wednesday mornings for morning prayer. We are meeting via Zoom. We begin at about 8.45 with a time for fellowship, and then worship begins at 9 a.m. If you are interested in joining us, just send me an email, and I'll make sure to send you a link to that morning prayer meeting. I also want to invite you to a book discussion that I will be hosting next Sunday, um, July 26th um, at 1 p.m. We are reading the book, Waking Up White by Debbie Irving. I invite you to read that book and then to consider joining us for a discussion. The book discussion will take place via Zoom, so if you're interested in being a part of that discussion, just send me an email and I will add you to the list. And finally, I remind you that if you have a prayer concern or if you wish to visit with one of our parish nurses or pastors, please reach out to, please reach out to us. We are here for you. And you can find all of our contact information on our website at oslme.com. And now our worship concludes as we sing our sending hymn, Praise and Thanksgiving, number 
Beloved, go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.